Blog Talk Radio. Happy day three of reopening phase one of getting back to normal people. Let's get excited. Uh, You are listening to Deanna on Design on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm your host, designer Deanna Rodai. And today we're continuing our series, Stay at Home Design. And now that most of us, well, I shouldn't say most of us, probably, what, third, half of at least the states here in the U.S., and I know some of the countries around the world um, are opening up, we want to talk about what's working, what's not, what we think should stay um, as far as hospitality, retail, and residential design as we're in phase one. I can speak to retail, and there's actually been some kind of cool things going on. Uh, but we have our favorite number one guest, award-winning restaurant designer, Jennifer Streepling. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me on again. I appreciate it. Well, got to give a shout-out to you and to our new – we have listeners now in Saudi Arabia, Switzerland. Switzerland has pulled ahead of the U.K. as far as listeners to the podcast. So I thought that was pretty well, cool. hello, everyone. Yeah, that is very so cool. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Love uh, it. <laughs> um, last we spoke, uh, we were kind of starting to get ready uh, for phase one. And for, I mean, a lot of people have been keeping up, you know, especially in our industry and, you know, we've had on other designer guests from around the country. Phase one is that restaurants, correct, in in sit-in dining, but at 25% capacity, correct? Because I know that's what it is for retail. Um, for the most part, there are a few states that are limiting to anywhere from 10%. I know Tennessee is doing, um, or excuse me, Louisiana is doing um, outdoor dining only with no table service. So, oh, um, okay. I actually kind of have a spreadsheet that lists the states that are open and kind of what phase they're in, which, you know, everyone's in phase one right now. Right. And, right. you know, who has dine-in approved and then what are the um percentages and different requirements there you know obviously you know uh menus are a big thing are they using you know qsr codes on their phone are they using it on their phone are they using disposable menus i even um read a clever someone had posted that they put it under like a clear tablecloth and then that's how you read the menu and then that way they're not touching the menu Um, which i thought was that was clever I'll do a shout out. The one um, craft brewery that we go to in Safety Harbor, that's what they did. They've got the tap list on under a clear piece of plexi as you go up to the takeout because they nice. obviously still can't let people in, but yeah, to minimize the. And, and that to me, the sustainable um, person or part yeah. of me kind of woke up with the. Okay, so now it's the single-use plastics that a lot of the states just got done banning last year. <laughs> and now it's, hey, we kind of need single-use plastic again. Right, so. yeah, right. <laughs> um, and Good catch run, though. Right, <laughs> you know. Um, and, again, I'm all 
pro-recycling and the people who know me, you know, know this, but, you know, you've got to weigh your pros and cons with some of these things. So this will be something to watch for with the environmental impact Mm -hmm. of some of this or how businesses, like putting the menu under plexi or glass. I mean, that's ingenious. It's simple. It cuts down on your costs um, and waste. So that, I think, is ingenious. Um, I know most of retail opened up, um, at least here in Florida, on Monday. Um, So that was very exciting, albeit at the 25% capacity. Um, No fitting rooms open. There's actual closed quarantine for for any returns. So... um, I know some places aren't even accepting returns anymore. It's an as-is, buyer-beware kind of thing. Um, But there is a five-day closed quarantine. So if you take back something, it's got to go in a box. End of the day, it gets sealed, and it can't go back out onto the floor until five days after it was taken in. So I thought that was interesting. That's interesting. I saw that um, this morning on um, YouTube because I've been reading every article. Nordstrom kind of put a YouTube video together exactly what you're saying of what they're doing Mm -hmm. and how they're doing it. So I think it's Mm -hmm. interesting. Everyone's communicating and over communicating to give kind of a peace of mind, um, which I think everyone appreciates right now because, you know, they're, they're frightened. I think they're not worried about um, restaurant employees or retail employees, I think they're worried about mm-hmm. other guests. And, Correct. You know, are the are they taking this seriously or no? Are they dismissing it? Um, you know, I had a a friend um, yesterday say that they went to Publix and didn't put on their mask. Um, just they're not used to it yet, and um, got kind of mask shamed, if you will, because they it yep. wasn't you know covered up. And um, sure enough, she reached into her purse, put her mask on, and, you know, it was like the sun came out and she was allowed to be there again. So I uh, I, I think it's just peace of mind at some point. Everyone's yeah. just scared. Masks and gloves yeah. are going to make them feel safe for a little bit. Yeah. And the, and the thing with gloves, too, um, you know, if you're getting right down to it, the gloves aren't actually good because you're just, if there right. are germs, you're just taking it from one and then you're putting it on what you're touching. Again, if you're not constantly changing your gloves. So, you know, I, yeah. Um, at my Publix, it's probably, there's, in fact, most of the employees don't even wear masks at the Publix. Not oh, everyone. really? Oh, they do yeah. over here. Okay. Hmm. By you, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that's a, a public across the board. You have to wear a mask, or if you feel safer. Uh, I hmm. know in, in retail, the in retail that I'm associated with, you have to. If you want to work, you know, you have to have on the mask. You have to put on the gloves. So it's, yeah, it is interesting to see who's doing what. But pretty much, right. although. I'm even trying to think it. Everyone seems to be with the limiting the 25% capacity, which again is, you know, mm-hmm. part of phase one. Um, the one interesting now, I mean, one of the many things I read uh, yesterday with how the airlines are dealing with it is yeah. how they're slimming down the cabins 
and that if you want to guarantee that no one sits in the middle seat, that you can pay extra. And I believe the, oh, wow. it was $39. And I thought, I'll pay $39 pandemic yep. or not. You know yeah, exactly. Not. Yeah, sign me up. I will, I will sit on that <laughs> list for you. Yeah. <laughs> I Most of the restaurant no owners that I've spoken to, they're doing the masks and the gloves because they've got, if they didn't, if they left it up to the employee, they got negative feedback from the guests, even during takeaway and delivery. So I think okay. mass is highly encouraged. And yeah. at least on the restaurant side, uh, what I'm hearing is, is they're requiring it because again, it yeah. contributes to that peace of mind. And to your point on the yeah. airlines, I read, the, I didn't read the thing about the middle seat that would have caught my eye, but gloves, masks, yeah. they're giving you like a, a kit, if you will, why they're, you're getting ready to board, which I thought yeah. was interesting, but I was curious how they were going to handle, um, you know, the seating. Cause I mean, over the years, it's just gotten tighter and tighter. Right. And, you know, I'm short, I'm a smaller person, you know, I'm five, two, and I feel crowded in those seats. So I can't imagine anyone who's taller and bigger than me, how they right. feel because I know I feel claustrophobic, you know? So yeah, flying will be interesting. I know I'm not going anywhere soon. My mom is actually coming from Arizona to here in June. So I think she'll be the first person I know okay. that will have been flying. So it'll be interesting to hear her, um, her take on what's going on. I think one of the pros um, that's the innovations that kind of came out of it is the, like we'll call it the concierge or the meeting at the, at your car. I know even my vet has been saying what a positive it's been for the clinic, you know, not having oh, nice. people crowding into the lobby area um, as far as maintenance for them. It hasn't, it's actually gone down because they can concentrate, you know, on the exam rooms, the surgery rooms, that kind of thing. Um, and, in fact, they've even had to hire more people because their call volume went up 700%. So they had right. to have more people manning the phone. Um, so in, I think that will be good and an innovation that will stay. And in retail, you know, the BOPS, you know, buy online, pick up in the store, mm -hmm. uh, was already gaining steam, um, at least in the last three years. So I think that will only continue to increase. I don't know about the curbside pickup because, again, you've just got to be careful with that and people running in and out and what you do during right. Christmas time i mean think of christmas time with you right. know, some of them with curbside service i i don't know how that would work so that'll be interesting because you know some of the states that'll be carried over into christmas for sure oh, yeah. So yeah for certain i mean because they're not even in phase one yet i mean they're still i mean look at new york city obviously you know the they're they're on takeaway and delivery only those who can you know have the platform for it obviously there's specific foods mm -hmm. that don't travel well but they now i believe it was last week may have been the week before at least track of time at this point they're testing employees that are doing takeaway and delivery they're not even uh, to my current knowledge they haven't announced when they're going to start doing dine-in because obviously the okay. um amount of people um 
so you start to see people that are they're dining out now again this morning i read something interesting is that um people who are trying to support their local mom and pop restaurants independents if those same restaurants are opening for dine-in delivery then yeah. they're not they're not they're not ordering takeout and delivery from them anymore and i thought that was an interesting mindset huh. i personally don't yeah. agree with it i think um takeaway and delivery the guest that's coming in to dine isn't going to touch your food it's in the back of the house it's still going to stay mm-hmm. with the employees and it's going to go in the car but there was something psychological in this one specific area of the country that it's like we are supporting our mom and pops and now they're open for dine-in so i'm not ordering takeout and delivery anymore and i thought that was a wow. concerning mindset yeah, that's actually really interesting because I thought that would increase or be for right. sure something that would stay just for the convenience because, you know, to actually go and sit down, it kind of becomes like an event. You know what I mean? Because right. you're really committing and spending the time and that's a good hour, two hour chunk as opposed to I'm going to quick order this at work and by the time I drive past I can pick it up mm-hmm. it'll be at home and we can eat right away instead of at nine o'clock at night you right. know exactly um wow, I think that's the good thing about you know we're in Florida you think about you know where we're from in the Midwest you know the weather's yep. starting to get nicer there I, you know, I'm talking to family, friends and family members up there and it's like, I'll sit outside, you know, uh, there was a yep. picture today from a restaurant that I know in Georgia and they luckily last summer had added this huge patio. And so obviously did the six foot distancing and they said, we're not comfortable opening the inside dining patio. We um, pulled our guests and they are not comfortable. So we're just going to do the outside seating. And yeah. so they did outside seating with table service. And again, that air filtration being in the airplane cabin, um, they didn't like the idea of being enclosed, but I'll sit on the patio and I'll come and dine with you. So I right. thought that was interesting. Huh. Well, I just, uh, so one I think, thing I do love is seeing the lines, you know, at the places for um, drive through yeah. Um, yeah, you know that makes me happy for your for your local restaurants and mm-hmm. you know all all places you know supporting right. them. Um, yeah, I I think this will be interesting and you know I'm much I don't want to say I guess cavalier about everything but you know mm-hmm. I've been ready to go shopping and go eat and sit down <laughs> so for me it, you know this doesn't it it phases me but it doesn't phase me not that I'm not right. thinking it seriously because I am taking it seriously uh I just I find the psychology of people sometimes just very interesting and I know with retail I mean when you the people that were lining up you know for really something that you don't need I mean let's let's kind of be honest you know (laughs) you know I mean how many swimsuits (laughs) do you really need or you know whatever right exactly Um, and a person to the T almost said, we're just so excited to do something other than go grocery shopping and walk around the block. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I, you know, it's like me with the restaurants. I, you know, we, I, we, we've been ordering to go and, you know, delivery and pick up and, 
you know, at least once a week to kind of support our local mom and pops, but yep. it's the same thing. Like I'm tired of cooking. Uh, yep. You know, I'm tired of doing laundry because everyone's home and apparently everyone has to change three times a day. And, you know, then you have to clean the house. Like I'm, it's kind of this groundhog day loop where I have my days where I'm like, I'm, I'm going to kill someone that I'm related to. And I read these articles, well, you can go out and dine, but you have to sit with your, your household you can only sit with people yeah. that you live with I'm like I don't want to sit with them anymore like I want to sit with other people <laughs> we'll lie and say we're sisters and meet somewhere <laughs> yeah that's right exactly like I love my family dearly but I don't want to sit with them at the dinner table yeah. anymore like we've done it you know for the last seven yeah. weeks mm-hmm. I mean so you I think, think of that it, I mean even like, if you're an introvert I think people want to go back out yeah uh, it's, it, there was just, to me, like Monday, it just felt like, it, I'm going to say rebirth. I mean, there was just this, you know, energy nice. shift. And, you know, again, most people, <laughs> you got to qualify it. It was not all sunshine <laughs> and roses on Monday. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. The, the thing that was the fitting room, the fitting rooms being shut down that for speaking from the retail side um either having the staff for manning you know the fitting rooms and again that just goes to a customer service with your go backs with your recovery and for shoplifting so you know that that's mm-hmm. kind of an essential but we there were people actually busting through the barricades to get into the fitting rooms. I've never experienced something like that before in my life since we were in college, you know, and you're taking the, the barricades. Right, know? right. Yeah, so, exactly. So. Right. But, you know, these were adults, you know, breaking through tape and signage and this kind of thing. And it was like, really, what, what is happening here? You know, so my big right. taping, you know, closing and securing thing off skills came into play. So moving forward, you know, some kind of doors, some other type of barricade um, for fitting rooms just, you know, to take care of that and to impede people sometimes. Um, We still have, I mean, there was still public restrooms were open, but the bubblers weren't. The the water fountain had to all be shut off. And I thought, okay, I think it should be both, but, you know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Touching something. Um, Well, legally, you know, per the health department, if you have more than, I think it's 25 occupants, you got to have, you got to have a public restroom. So, you know, they've talked about the, you know, instituting these apps that the hotels and the hospitals use where, okay, you know, Sally, you have this zone and it's going to ding on your phone or your device and you need to go clean the bathrooms when you get a notification and then scan this code before you walk out, which, you know, I thought was impressive. And then that way you kind of just keep upon it instead of just going, okay, Sally, every hour you need to go clean the restaurant. Correct. Yes. And that's the schedules that, you know, retail side, you know, and everybody has seen the little forms. So-and-so came in and blah, blah, blah. Um, And, and doing that, I think something that some people who aren't, um, you know, on this side of looking at things is the cost from maintenance, cleaning supplies, Mm -hmm. um, payroll that have all been 
expended, you know, to make things right and to keep things right. You know, when you see Mm -hmm. a Publix, there's someone dedicated to just cleaning off the handles of the shopping cart. You know, they are the keeper of the shopping cart, (laughs) you know, and taking somebody off the floor. And something that came up the other day, too, when I was um, speaking with a guest was they, one, had no idea about occupancy rates, that there was actually minimums of or maximums of people that could be allowed in a building. And then the 25%, this person actually pulled out a calculator to verify my math, oh, which, geez. you know, was, yeah, that was, that nice. was appreciated. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. yeah. Thanks for checking. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes. I feel much better Got now. Yes. <laughs> I will let my manager know. <laughs> We're all good. Um, That's right. But that employees and any contractors also count against Correct. your occupancy. You know, so when they're like, why are you only letting in X amount? Well, here is our 25%. We have X amount of employees that leaves X amount of guests that can walk through the door, you know? And, and I was, don't think just, that they're realizing, to your point, if you don't follow those guidelines, you're looking at yes. a fine and potentially misdemeanor. Yes. Potentially up to uh-huh. a week to two weeks in jail. Like, people, I don't, you know, people are going to check this. I don't, I, I, honestly, I don't know who's going to be checking it, but I think it's a safe belief that someone is going to be checking this. I, you know, I read yep. an article this morning about a woman that said, you know what, I'm opening my salon and, you know, Texas. I'm going to figure it out. Yep. Well, she's yep. going to be now spending a week in jail. I I think she got something like a $2,500 fine and my speculation is she's going to lose her license. So now you just put your livelihood on the line for Mm -hmm. how many guests did you get in the door before the cops came? Um, And, you know, God forbid anyone got sick. Right. It's going on in Wisconsin right now, Uh, Michigan. And I'm trying to think there was somewhere else where they were. Oh, um, it was a tailor in New York that he's like, I, you know, this is my livelihood. This is all I have. I have nothing else to lose, you know? So it is, it it is going to be interesting in the next week or two. And especially then as, you know, you start going into phase two, you know, and seeing what's happening. One, I think the hair salons are going to be, (laughs) overrun i know i'm looking like cousin right it right now uh, <laughs> so. yeah no, i got baseball hats it, it, it all yeah. out, you know i mean how bands may make not... a big comeback so. oh i'm telling you well and and again this point got brought up with the regulations and the you know, that they all have to follow. I personally don't know how they weren't considered an essential business, you, you know, because they right. are licensed and regulated. Um, right. But, you know, you can go into Walmart, which isn't. Not that I'm advocating for Walmart to be licensed and regulated. Right. Um, but, you know, you have to look at, okay, what really what's going on here. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see what the fallout is. God forbid if this ever happens 
again, you, you know? Right. Yeah, so I think like, that's what everyone's like, concerned about is wave two. Like, are you an essential business? Like, I agree. I, you know, hair, nails, it's essential to me. But at the same time, do I want really want to be in close quarters where I don't know where they've been or what they've been doing? And now mm-hmm. we've been advertising everything under the sun is contactless. And now someone is touching me. It's kind of like, you know, I got a notice from the dentist office. We're, we're back for you. We're here for you. And I'm like, I really like, my, you know, my 13 year old is excited. He's like, the dentist is closed. Like, I really don't know if I'm ready to sit in that chair again. <laughs> With someone breathing on me. Like, I hate the dentist. They have a mask on. I hate the dentist too. But um, I don't get me wrong. I'm not personally. I just don't like the experience. But again, you're in close quarters. Someone's touching yep. you when for the last, you know, three months, four months, yeah. I've, you know, lost track. It's don't touch. Don't, you know, leave your food here. Don't shake hands. Don't use your credit card. Yep. And now all of a sudden, uh, it's okay to walk in. That's where I can kind of like my heart does like to the tailor. I can 100% understand that is your livelihood. But it's yep. the old saying, is your, is your life more valuable than the almighty dollar? And some people would right. say it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can empathize with both sides of the coin on that. And, and, I, and I go then, it's, it's common sense, and you then have to weigh what your options are. And right. yes, I, I am going to go to Publix. I am going to go here. I am going to walk right. in the park. The park where I go walking with the dog has been busier on a daily basis than, and, and again, for everybody listening outside of Florida, you know, Florida, every day is vacation here pretty much because there's always a, or a snowbird from somewhere that's here, especially in the area where, where I live. I mean, it's insanity. Um, but it's crazy of how busy, you know, it has been, which is good. People are outside. You should be outside with, you know, where we right. live and everything. But yeah, it, it, there are just some things I was not expecting during this time. That was one of them, to be real honest with you. Um, well, and it's interesting because so, yeah. I agree you should be outside, especially, you know, in October of this past year, a friend and I went back to Italy um, for the second time, but the previous time had been 15 years early. And it reminds me, like, Italy was all about being outside, being at restaurants, and just experiencing everyone in the culture, anywhere mm-hmm. from Rome to Milan to Tuscany. And, you know, um, they've been cooped up longer than we have. And that's, yes. that's their culture, to be outside and to have that mm-hmm. interaction and to have a cup of coffee and um, I keep picturing, you know, all the places and the wonderful restaurants that we ate at. And my thought is, how how are they going to do this? How are they going to, mm-hmm. that's just, that goes back, you know, so many hundreds of thousands of years yes. into their DNA. Whereas to your point, we got kids in the United States, mine included, sitting playing mm-hmm. video games. They're not out <laughs> in, you know, the piazza, you know, or going to mass on Sunday at this big, beautiful mm-hmm. cathedral. So, mm-hmm. um it will be interesting to see how this does and just that fear of waiting for the second shoe to drop that may or may not drop. 
Well, and I think the thing, too, I know uh, I was reading in one of the trade publications how the Italian, um, the marble, and that has started opening up again. So supply chain for designers and for people who get, you know, some of their things from Italy, Italy manufacturers are starting to reopen again. Um, And I know Germany has been open for a couple of weeks as well, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, So it it will be interesting, especially with Spain and France, with how hard hit they were. And then we don't realize how much of the stuff that we get from there. So the wines, the olives, the olive oils, you know, some of the different Mm -hmm. products, not just design related. And from a design standpoint, I mean, some, you know, your higher end stuff, I think of high point in all the different markets, you know, Italian this, Italian that, Spanish leather, you know, what the impact that it's going to have, maybe not on your, um, I don't want to say inexpensive, but, you know, lower end right. remodeling design, but the impact on luxury and high end mm-hmm. design of the impact it's yeah. going to have on there with the supply chain. I know uh, one of my designer friends from Seattle, they just said they're just decimated and everything is just at a standstill there. Uh, So again, geographically, like we were talking, it will be interesting to see who survives and what changes are instituted. Yeah, I think um, the most interesting thing that I've heard in a couple of weeks is, you know, I have to change everything that I've known about, you know, the restaurant industry or my industry. And my big, yeah. you know, my thought was I, what has happened, I would hate for everyone to abandon um, what they've known or experienced up to this point. Don't abandon it. Just take it Correct. and innovate upon it. You know, look yeah. at what worked during that time, what worked, because none of us have a crystal ball. So I think as you continually innovate and be open to kind of evolve your, your menu, your to-go, you know, your retail experience, I don't think it's going to be 100% different, but I do think it's going to be different. Some things are going to be better, and some things you could say, I, you know, in, 19, in 2019, I really liked how we used to do this, but you know mm-hmm. what? You can't do that anymore. So, well, um Go ahead. No, please go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say it, it's all about you're either growing or you're stagnating and you're and right. you're dying basically. And it's I don't want to say survival of the fittest or Darwinism, but it, it kind of is. It's how are you going mm-hmm. to adapt? And if not this, then something else. So the people who were able to adapt readily to technology. I mean, technology Mm -hmm. has been the savior for the last six weeks for industries across the board, hands down, period. If you didn't know how to do a virtual consultation or know how to work your webcam, you know, for a Zoom or Microsoft Teams meeting, um, not comfortable with emails or scanning or, you know, some things that we take for granted, uh, you were definitely 
left behind. If you couldn't pivot to, okay, we can do curbside, we can do takeout, can, you know, you know, make an easier menu. We can do this. The My one favorite restaurant here, actually, to get rid of inventory, they set up their own farmer's markets, you know, so people mm-hmm. waiting to pick up takeout, you know, that they still had some of the fish, some of the meats, and then they put together packs together and they were just selling things out of the stock room you know to at least have some money coming in so that was innovating Mm -hmm. and being creative to keep cash flow coming in Uh, so I think those will be the people that at least hang on till things open up or are the ones who are going to survive this you know and come out on the on the positive side retail hospitality included I mean think of the retailers who implemented immediately takeout curbside pickout here's what you have to do the vet clinics that have been doing it um you know it's just to be able to keep serving the community staying part and you know sometimes when your back is up against the wall you know we've both been there you know (laughs) okay what am i gonna do (laughs) that's right yeah (laughs) i'm gonna break down the wall and i'm gonna do this because i if I look to my left and I look to my right, I really don't like that. So I'm just going to break down this wall and do this, you know, you know, and to your point, there are things that are out of their control. You know, another big one has been, you know, landlords and not paying rent. They could, I mean, you can be the most innovative player out there the last seven, eight weeks, but Mm -hmm. you know, if your landlord, if you don't have, if you didn't have a good relationship with them, or even if you did, The landlords yep. are in a similar situation. They have no money yep. coming in. So yep. if they call, you know, if they call that note in, so to speak, and you don't have enough because you, you're making 25% less than you were, and that's in a good mm-hmm. scenario, um, mm-hmm. versus the 65%, even your larger restaurant chains were down, the, that's going to be another, that's going to be interesting because is there going to be, you know, a Starbucks literally on every corner because, the mom and pop coffee shop is out of business or, you know, yep. the Italian restaurant chain is now, you know, on this side of the mall and another smaller format on this side of the mall because the mom and pop Italian place is out of business. Right. And I think, and this is going to a good point. I think then some people might innovate the pop-up restaurant and food trucks. Yep. I think we'll be seeing a lot yep. more food trucks. Uh, something that was hot in Charlotte was the pop-up dining events where, you know, chefs around town would put together a menu with a theme, pick a venue, mm-hmm. and it was, it's a party, you know, and you literally would bring right. your own utensils, plate, and glass. <laughs> you know? I love it. And they were doing that in Chicago with, you know, your your six to seven chefs that were, you know, that are, you know, the toast of the town, if you will, and it was their, yep. their R&D kitchen. You're going to rent mm-hmm. this space for 30 to 45 days and you can do whatever you want. And then you have to be out in 45 days and someone else is going to come and use that kitchen. And the kitchen yep. was set up as a basic setup, X number of refrigeration, grill space, yada, yada. And yeah. I think to your point, it's going to be like going to somebody else's house and everybody, yep. you know, brings a dish. But as I'm yep. saying that, I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm going to want to, if I don't know that person that's coming and bringing that dish, I don't know if I'm going to eat, you know, their jello, strawberry jello salad, because I don't know where it's been. So it's going to be interesting. (laughs) 
it on the plate. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Like that looks really good. Um but I'm I'm funny. a food person. I plan trips around food. I am a food person. Yeah. I've never been kind of a germaphobic. <laughs> I've washed my hands nonstop, but I have worked and have family members that are like, Yeah, I'm gonna eat before I go, but I'll come over and I'm like, Oh, okay. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> and again, that's everybody's mindset. It's everybody's outlook on how they handle situations and to each his own. Well, and you know what's funny for you know, me as a, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of up for anything, not real fearful of things like that. I'm a huge germaphobe. I can't, <laughs> and this goes, and you, well, you you know, um, and it goes yeah. back to my days, you know, with nature things. I'm, you know, travel around these third world countries for a couple months yeah. at a time. And it's like, oh, you know, and you come back, it's just like running water, running water. Thank oh, yeah, God. exactly. Ice cubes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that you said that because I am like that when I travel. But when I'm, you know, if I'm in the city of Chicago or I'm in Wisconsin or I'm in Tampa, I'm fine. To your point, it's that those familiar places. But, you know, Brazil, South Korea, I mean, I've been there multiple times. And it's like you hear these horror stories of our (laughs) Uh stomachs just aren't wired to this. And I'm like, I'm going to have, you know, another kind bar for the 80th time today. And I'm not going to get sick like the rest of my team (laughs) because they wanted to experience things. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not that brave. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) The sickest good weight loss plan as you travel. Right. Um, The sickest I ever, ever, ever got of anywhere that I've ever been in the world was in Ecuador and it was right outside of Quito and I had to have whipped cream. I'm not even a big whipped cream person, but I had to have (laughs) whipped cream on my scoop of ice cream. I don't know why. I can't remember my mindset. I was so violently ill. They were, we were actually thinking of how am I going to get airlifted and get me back to Miami that I could get back to the States. I mean, it was just, it was awful. And I remember being on this train in the Andes mountains. Oh, the Americana, very, very sick. And I thought, I'm going to die. And they're going to throw me off. Oh my gosh. I have been very fortunate in my travels, you know, Holland, Switzerland, Italy. I have knock on wood, not been sick, but I think it's because I'm like, I, um, I can't pronounce that and I'm sure it's yeah. lovely, but I'm I'm gonna stick with my you know, my kind bar. So Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think every, again it's that psychological mindset, you know. Yeah. I have one sister that will not eat seafood, just the thought of it, and I love seafood. Yeah. So I again I think it's it's gonna be again that mindset is I think it's okay to go sit in a restaurant because I know the owners and I've seen the kitchen or I, I think it's okay to sit outside. It's what's do you want do you what's behind the curtain is always right. you know, you can have your mindset of what's actually behind the curtain. Those mm-hmm. are two different things I think. And I think right now everyone is scared of not following the rules and I think these restaurant owners have a lot on their plate, but I think it's hypersensitive yep. right now and they know that, you know, one bad review, one bad case it'll be the end of it. And you've seen that in the last couple of weeks with some very well-known, highly credible fast food chain where they had some outbreaks. And my heart bleeds for them because 
they had a solid reputation and there may be some people that'll be like, oh, you know what? They had employees that had COVID. We can't go back. And it could be 10, 12 years because that's all they think of now. We're finishing up. We got to cut touch base again in a couple of weeks as we get into phase two and, and going through if our predictions are coming true. I think they will because we're very smart. <laughs> we are very smart. Yes, I wish I had that crystal ball. I keep asking for it, but it doesn't show up. So, Well, and, and again, I think it is it is regional and you know when people yeah. get you know this one blanket solution for everybody a one blanket solution you know different parts of the country no. are different different industries are different you know the struggles that restaurant faces and again it's different restaurant you know your high end right. luxury versus a fast food versus you know your craft brewery that has a bar menu and your food truck is different from your warehouse retail to your specialty boutique. So, and then, you know, the psychology and the makeup of our, you know, the guests that come in and Mm -hmm. our clients so we can just kind of look at the, look at the trends. So I I think it will be interesting. I know we were talking um, another, I think it was with Alicia, um, and Rebecca, the, some of the other designers I had on, we were talking residential of what's going to happen with kitchen design and even yeah. in laundry spaces with separate changing areas and transition spaces and new construction. And it, it really will be interesting. I think it's going to take a good year to shake out a little bit. But, you yeah. know, as we know, our public spaces kind of lead the way as to what shakes down to residential, you know, in our hotel and restaurant spaces. So I, I think it'll be right. interesting to see the innovations that happen. Likewise. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, I welcome the innovation, you know all the webinars and everything that I've been listening. There is yep. a constant theme. And I yep. think some really intelligent solutions have come out of all this, yeah. even if some of these solutions um, don't carry on, you know, for 18 months, I still think on some level, those three things that they did to pivot their business model and bring revenue yep. in, those are going to yep. be the ones that embrace the future and be like, okay, we can do this. And yep. this, you know, this innovation worked for three weeks. Now it's not because I can't get the product or the guest is asking for this. I'm going to just pivot to this. And I think you have to be open-minded and just kind of take whatever comes. I mean, and it's easier said than done, obviously, but um, it's going to be very interesting and a look back in the innovations that come through. And, you know, even as some of the businesses close, I think there will be learnings from it. Well, and, and again, it, when, Something goes away, nature abhors a vacuum, something else mm-hmm. will come. You know, I've had to close stores. We've both had to deal with this in, in other ways, and you innovate and you create and you build off of right. this. How can I make it work this way? So I, I think we're in for a very interesting renaissance. With yeah. And I think technology is definitely going to drive it because you have to adapt. But I also think yeah. the buy local is also going to make a resurgence. And I've always been a proponent of that, of, you know, 
supporting your local community, whether it's artisans to your farmer's markets, you know, knowing what your supply chain is. I think that's one of the biggest things that got exposed out of all of this Mm -hmm. was the inefficiencies in the supply chains across all industries. Um, I, I just, I think a lot of that is going to be overhauled. So that might be the biggest thing that happens because of this, that you're much closer to the source and to the creator and to the artisan, you know, to get your thing. So I, I yeah. think that will be interesting. So, And I think from well, that, it'll generate interesting partnerships. I think it'll create yeah. partnerships that you wouldn't have thought would have existed previously. Mm-hmm. In our last 30 seconds, what do you want to plug? I'm Jennifer Stripling. You can reach me at jpsdesignandprojectmanagement.com and let me know how mm-hmm. I can help you. Awesome. And we'll Thanks, Deanna. I appreciate you having me on. We'll touch base again in a couple of weeks for phase two. Sounds great. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Everybody, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Deanna on Design on Blog Talk Radio. Until next time, have a great day. Bye, Bye Jen.